welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody, Doug Addison. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, we've been talking about what God is saying today. Right now, in the midst of the times of trouble, in the midst of turning on the news and seeing all these strange things happen and senseless killings and all the division, you know, this is the time, like never before, that we need to hear the word of the Lord. We need to bring hope. We need to break off despair and hope deferred, and God is passionately in love with you. And this is what we've been really just moving towards in all of our episodes together, and I bring in different people from different tribes and camps, and we talk and and share about what God's doing. Well, this week, I have a really special guest, a friend of mine that goes back a long time ago, and this guy, I tell you... This guy is so special, and the presence and the power of the Lord is already here. Just in our prayer time before we came on, we were just saying we should have, we should have taped this ahead of time, because the heavens opened right now, and you're going to experience it as well. Like I say, sometimes you might want to pull the car over, because there is something that's shifting in the spiritual realm right now. So I want to welcome Dr. Brian Simmons. Now, he and his wife, Candace, are long-term missionaries. They're church planters to Central America, and they were credited with translating the New Testament to the, uh, the Kuna people. They pastored the Gateway Christian Fellowship for Connecticut in, you know, for over 18 years, and they traveled all over the world speaking and leading and teaching people to grow in Christ. But this is one special servant of the Lord. And he's the lead translator in the new Passion Translation of the New Testament, the Psalms, Proverbs, and Song of Psalms. And I'm so excited because I tell you, this translation has been part of my encounters with the Lord. The Lord uses it, especially the Psalms, uses it to uh, to open up things, open up visions. But the Passion Translation uh, reintroduces the passion and the fire of the Bible to English readers in not a literal translation word to word, but it expresses God's passion and his love for people to a world of modern listeners. And that's who you are because a lot of you are connected on the internet. But I'm so excited to introduce my friend to you, Brian Simmons. Welcome, Brian. Well, thank you, Doug. What a joy to be with you. Yeah, wow. Well, just tell us about yourself. Well, I've been married uh, 46 years to my perfect wife. She's amazing, Candace. We've got three kids. We have eight grandchildren. And I just, you know, put on my tombstone, he was a lover of God. That's really what I long to be known for. We spent... Um, about 15 years in missions. I was a field leader in Panama with New Tribes Mission, and it was there that we saw a church birth from nothing. The wonderful tribal people there came to know the Lord Jesus. As the Lord broke my heart open for them, they ended up coming to the Lord. And we saw miracles, and it was my introduction really to the Holy Spirit in the jungle. Then we came back and uh, pastored a church for 18 years in Connecticut, 
And since 2009, we've now been on the road and I'm actively translating the Passion Translation. Today, I was working on Isaiah 8. Oh, wow. I, Isaiah 8 means a lot to me because my encounter I had yesterday was it was in Isaiah 8. And I was in a, you know, my new NIV and I was thinking, oh, I, I hope <laughs> Brian does Isaiah. And here you're doing it just yesterday. Wow. Same time that I had Isn't this encounter. That- that's crazy. The same time and the same uh, passage that you were considering. I didn't realize that. Yeah, quite powerful. Well, you know, a lot of people write books, uh, but very few people have the opportunity to translate the Bible. So how'd that come about? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked. In 2009, after we handed our church over to another leadership team, I had an encounter and the Lord himself came to me in the night and breathed over me. He, he breathed upon me and gave me this commission. He promised me a number of things, uh, some of which have come true exactly the way he said it would happen. And uh, he, he basically gave me this mandate to translate the scriptures into a dynamic, new, fresh translation. And he, he promised he would help me. And I can tell you, Doug, he really has. His Holy Spirit has been with me, helping me especially with the book of Psalms. There was a time where I felt like I went into a trance when I was doing the book of Psalms. Uh, The Holy Spirit just came so powerfully upon me. Uh, The last six or seven Psalms of the book just uh, took me away into another world. Wow. And, you know, I feel that, too. I feel when when I read it just in my quiet times, but then also during these encounters I've been having since Passover, is I, I feel like you have seen something or you, I, you've tasted something from heaven. And even in my heavenly encounters, it has the same taste as when I read the book of Psalms. So it's very interesting you said that. Yeah, it, the breath of the Lord, you know, it's the Lord. His word is living breath. It's his spirit that comes alive when we read it. So no matter what translation, it's all anointed, it's all inspired, but my, oh my, this journey for the last eight years doing the Passion Translation has radically changed my life. Yeah, I bet. So what are the next plans then for the uh, Passion Translation? Well, we are going to be releasing at the end of October to coincide with the 500-year anniversary of the Great Reformation, which, by the way, was sparked by a Bible translation. Uh, John Wycliffe was a Bible translator uh, he refused to leave it in Latin. The Bible was chained to the pulpit at that time. And he said, no, let's put it in the language of the people. And that sparked the Reformation. Martin Luther became the bonfire, but the spark of it was a Bible translation. May it be that the Passion Translation carries the spark of heaven to ignite people, to reform our hearts, even our theology that we begin to see the Lord from that love lens. We begin to see him as a passionate father who gave a passionate son for us and makes us passion-filled lovers of God. Yeah, how good is that? I didn't even realize. Now, I knew it was the 500th anniversary, but I didn't realize to put those two things together. Did you plan it that way? Uh, You know, we did not. It was um, two years ago. I just came up with the date. I told our publisher, I said, I think I can finish by October and we'll have it October of 2017. And then my good friend, Stacy Campbell, 
uh, prophesied over us that uh, it was going to be a Reformation Bible released on the same day as the Reformation. She had no clue. So, yeah, we really feel the Lord is is going to spark something through this. I call it a revival Bible. Maybe the billion soul harvest. This could be something that we're able to hand them as new believers come to Christ in North America, English speaking world, that we could hand them a passion filled translation that doesn't de-supernaturalize the word of God. Yeah, you know what? That's that's what I feel in it is that you're one of the only Bible translators and, you know, biblical scholars that I feel has has seen heaven. You've experienced heaven. You've you've seen things in heaven. And you're bringing that now into the Word of God. Yeah, that's right. I've seen the sea of glass. I know that the Lord is going to bring a great harvest. The golden sickle is even now being placed in the hands of of mighty harvesters around the world. And we're going to see this this awesome in-gathering of souls. Yeah, and you know, my whole ministry kind of changed. We met early on back uh, in 1990s, I believe, uh, yeah. and um, somewhere in there, we met. And um, during the time with John Paul Jackson and a lot of the prophetic movement up in up in New England, and um, there was just such an impartation. I remember getting an impartation when I came to your church. There was such an impartation of love and the ability to take it out to the streets. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Song of Songs. I, I know I'm jumping uh, ahead a little bit here, but the Song of Songs. Wow, that has gripped my heart for years. I love teaching it. It's changed me as a minister, as a pastor, a Bible teacher. It's changed how I look at people, how I see the heart of the Lord for us. Yeah, if you take love out of the equation, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because the encounters I've been having, and they seem to coincide with a lot of the things in yours. But the Song of Songs, chapter eight. There's I can't even I can't even read you know part of it. I can't even read it without weeping. I can't tell people without weeping because the Lord is weeping right now in a good way over people, and it's so exciting. Oh, He loves us. You know that one portion in the Song of Songs where He says. Turn your eyes from me. I can't take it anymore. I can't resist the passion of these eyes that I adore. Overpowered by a glance, my conquered heart undone, held hostage by your love, I'm truly overcome. Now you got me crying. <laughs> Man, I, I, can't, I haven't been able to tell people the details of some of these encounters and, uh, and, it, and exactly... The Psalm Song of Songs is, is kind of opened up this this whole new place of God's love, and so I'm I'm so excited for the work you're doing. I'm trying to get my composure back now. Uh, so why don't you just go ahead and talk a little bit more while I do that? Well, one thing I wanted to be able to share with your listeners, and thank you again, Doug, so much for this this privilege to be with you. You're a wonderful servant of the Lord, and and God's hand rests so heavily upon you. Uh, you are his prophet, his servant, and we love you. And I'm speaking for millions of people when I say that. But what I what I see happening, I had this dream, a supernatural dream, and it, it started out horrible. It was this thick darkness, this blackness, like a shroud, like a heavy blanket had come upon the earth. 
And I was weeping in the dream, crying out, saying, Lord, this is, this is too dark. This is too thick and heavy. Who could pierce this darkness? And just then, in the dream, I saw the horizon, and I saw a band of young people, like millennials. I saw like a band of these young adults that refused to let it be dark anymore, and they pointed to the horizon and commanded the sun to rise at midnight. And the sun came up at midnight. And then the voice of the Lord in this dream spoke so loudly and said, my daybreakers are coming. My dawn makers are coming. They will pierce the darkness. They will lift this veil. So, you know, God's got an answer to the dilemma of the nations, the angst of the nations, the pain, the problems, the division and hurt and prejudice. There is an answer, and it's a new breed. It's a new believer being raised up, a new anointed cadre of young adults are going to flip this planet right side up. I see a mighty awakening coming led by a supercharged group of individuals with a faith that will scare you. It, it will. It's everything we want and everything you'll run from. Uh, too hot to handle, bold breakers, men and women that are passionately in love with Jesus and nothing but a smile on their face and fire in their hearts. And it's coming. Yeah, I just feel the presence so strong as you're speaking, and it, it really resonates. And what you just said is exactly the visions and the prophetic words that I've been seeing and releasing over the last few years, you know, about the billion soul harvest, the very things that the Lord has on his heart for this season. Yeah, it's like awakeners. I know you have listeners from other nations, but let's just use America. You cannot revive America until you revive an American. There has to be someone somewhere that catches the spark, the fire, the flame of awakening, and it spreads and it spreads and it spreads like an Evan Roberts, like a Charles Finney, a Jonathan Edwards. There's got to be a woman, a man somewhere who ignites and, and becomes a burning one. And with consuming passion, they light their nation on fire. Yes, we just say, yes, God, yes to that. Yeah, I was about to ask you if you have a word just to share with us. You're sharing so much deep stuff here, and you're opening up the treasures of my heart right now. And I know that our listeners are feeling the presence of the Lord. There's something going on. If you're new to this, even the, you know what you're what you're experiencing right now, whether you're a feeler or a thinker, something new is opening up right now. I feel the gates of Revelation beginning to open at a greater level. So why don't you just share, if, has the Lord placed anything on your heart? Well, he has. There are days coming that are filled with darkness, but there's going to be such a greater glory that we won't even look. We won't even talk about the darkness. We'll be too consumed to be sharing the message and the glory of Christ. Uh, it's like the dew of his youth. Psalm 110 verse 3 speaks about the dew of his youth. What is that? I think that's awesome, whatever it means. I believe it, it's like the, the youthful zeal and passion of Jesus is going to fall upon a people 
and they will carry that dew. Now, dew in the Bible is always a picture of anointing, the dew of heaven. So this anointing of Jesus is going to rest upon a company that will do greater works, that will bring the greater glory. They will be the, the manifested, unveiled sons and daughters of God. You know, all of creation is groaning and travailing, not for the rapture, not for the second coming, but for sons and daughters to be revealed. And that's the next thing on God's timetable, I'm convinced, is even even uh, coinciding with the, this awakening that's coming, but there has to be an unveiling. There's got to be a people that begin to realize that they carry like Mary, the Christ of glory. Something so powerful is within us, and it, he's just looking for a dispenser. He's looking for an outlet, and may it be that I and you, Doug, and those listening to get today, we would become those dispensers of the divine, where dust and deity mingle and kiss, and Christ comes forth out of us in such a powerful way that it releases awakening into our cities. Wow. Now, that's that's from um, Psalm 110 uh, from the Passion Translation? Yeah. Can I read the whole verse? Yeah, go for it. It says, Your people will be your love offerings, like living sacrifices spilled out before you. In the day of your mighty power, you will be exalted, and in the brightness of your holy ones, you will shine as an army arising from the dawning rays of a new day, anointed with the dew of your youth. Wow. Yeah. Now, when you got this, do you remember actually getting, uh, you've translated so much of the Bible, but do you remember getting this? Because it feels, I feel the fingerprints of God on this so strongly. I do remember the day I translated uh, that, that very verse, and I just pushed back from my desk and just, I just basked in this glory that he's going to shine. It says, the brightness of your holy ones, you will shine. So it's, it's in us. The, the revelation of Jesus Christ is in us. The unveiling has to take place in a people. He's coming in us, not just for us. And we're the clouds. He's coming in. A cloud company will reveal him, will bring his glory to the earth. So I just can't wait for this. I can't wait to see what's coming. I'm glad you and I are still young, Doug. we got lots of years ahead yeah, of us. Yeah, I know. I, I tell you, I've been asking the Lord, you know, I'm 58, and I'm asking the Lord, you know, to to let me, I want to stay, you know, I want to stay on earth to see the glorious ones, you know, the Christ-like ones that are going to rise up from this new move. It's going to be amazing. It sure will. I can't wait. And to get the dew of heaven. I need that as well. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This doesn't usually happen to me, to where I'm speechless, and the encounters I've been having cause me to become speechless. But usually, I, I'm kind of a a speaker who can, you know, my theology or, or way of operating is open your mouth and he'll fill it. So for me, not to have words, it means uh-huh. the Lord is moving so heavy. I just want to open this up right now. Why don't you just pray a little bit over this for our listeners? I'd love to. Espiritu Santo, Holy Spirit. My best friend, we love you. We ask that you would bring revelation insight. You would remove from us that know-it-all attitude that 
keeps us from learning new and fresh discoveries. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will release the mind of Christ into our hearts in this season, that we would see everything through your eyes, Lord, and that deep reservoir of revelation would be filled within us, that we would overflow to our family, our friends, Lord, even to our enemies, Lord, that they would sense that God is with us of a truth. And I pray, Lord, that you'll continue to touch and bless each one listening. Let them respond today and say, I want to be the dew of your youth. I want to be your shining one. I want to carry like Mary, the Christ of glory. I want to reveal and dispense him wherever I go. Lord, fill our hearts with that deep passion and ignite a fire that never goes out on the earth today, a fire of authentic awakening that reveals Christ in his glory. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us and filling us with that love. So we worship you with our worshiping glance, our worshiping eyes, until you have to tell us, stop, I can't take it anymore. Lord, I just pray that we would conquer your heart in this season as lovers and intercessors that would bring your glory into the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Now, we're not finished here, everybody. I just wanted to because I'm I'm spiritually sensitive to things, and I knew that the, the window of heaven was open. And I wanted to take advantage of that and just do this impartation, activation prayer from Brian so that you would receive it right from heaven, right from the great translator himself, the Lord God. And it was so, so powerful. I tell you, I'm I'm wasted in the Holy Spirit right now in different ways, uh, not usually like a drunk feeling. This is a, 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 a feeling of combination of of bliss and, and uh, having the mind of Christ. There's all kinds of things happening right now. Let's just kind of shift gears here for a minute, Brian. And so how is it that you normally hear God? Well, for me, it's dreams. I personally believe that dreams is the on-ramp into the prophetic. I believe it's the most common, easy, uh, natural way for all of us to hear from God. But it started for me with dreams. Uh, My wife, Candace, she's such a prolific dreamer. She usually has five to seven dreams every night. She records them, and uh, we talk about them every day, every morning on our walk together. But yeah, for me, it's dreams. I've heard the audible voice of God once. I've had the inward voice of the Lord, which is, uh, it seems like it's audible, but it's inward. And I've had that multiple, multiple times. And that one most frequently has to do with direction for my life. When I'm trying to make a decision, uh, I, that's when I hear, like in my, in my spirit, in my tummy. Uh, but yeah. And then I love the personal prophetic ministry I receive from other people. So those are some of the ways that I hear from the Lord. Do you record this? Do you, do you journal? Uh, what's your process? You know, I wish I had been more faithful journaling this because I have so many of these encounters and words. But thankfully, I've got my memory and it's still fresh. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I do recommend journaling. 
and forgive my hypocrisy because I haven't done that, but I really think that's the best way to catch it, receive yeah. it. So when you get something from the Lord, you, you have a good memory then, like even oh, yeah. right now. I can go right back into it. I, when he came into my room and commissioned me to do the translation, or when he took me into the heavenly realm and showed me uh, his library room of all of the revelation of eternity in that room, I, every just thinking about it, and I go back into that. It's like you go from glory back into glory. So you, you have a spiritual photographic memory. How good is that? I have to write things down because I forget, but at the same time, I didn't realize this till I was talking to Wesley Campbell, and he said, did you know you have a photographic memory? I'm like, I can't even remember my own telephone number. How, you know, but there's certain things that God will allow us to do, you know, certain gifts. So that's really exciting. Wow. So you, you and your wife have a heart for fathering. Now, have you seen a change just recently with this? Yeah, I have. I, I, have, I have felt, we both have felt that this generation is geared and ready for fathers and mothers, and I think God has begun such a deep work in the fathers and mothers of the boomer generation to prepare them to truly raise up sons and daughters. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the, the old guy that has his first child, you know, when he's 40 or 50 and has a baby, really, really loves that child. And so it is with this generation, the older ones, suddenly we realize there's no greater legacy than to love this generation, to love them into their fullness and into their destiny. And wherever we go, that's always in the back of our mind that we would leave that blessing upon the rising generation. Yeah, you know, it's God's heart. And uh, it's it's really, a, it's not something that you see naturally. Was there anyone that, that influenced you early on in this area? Well, I think of uh, a number of people in our missions background when I was in Bible college. Uh, I had a, a professor, a teacher who looked at me and saw something I didn't see. And in spite of my immaturity and awkward things that I would do or say, he would put his arm around me and just tell me that he loved me and he believed in me. And man, I was only 21 at the time. And uh, he was, uh, I'm sure, about my age uh, that I'm at now. So for him to even care about a young person touched me. And yeah. let alone he would inspire me with, with those kind of affirming words. This generation needs to be told they're loved, they're cherished. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not, we're not spoiling them, we're preparing them. Right. And I just want to say, friends, listen, what Brian just described is an incredible picture of how to father. Some people say, I don't know how to father. I don't know how to do it. All you have to do is say something nice. You have to just love and affirm. I, I look back, and there was only a few people in my life early on that recognized something in me. And a lot of other ones thought I was rebellious, and I might have been. But exactly that, you just described it so well. And for, for men and women to be able to speak and say the words, I'm so proud of you. That's what we need to do. I, one of my prayers is that I would be the most encouraging person in every room I go into. 
Yeah, it's powerful. Well, let me just ask you a question here. You know, out of all the um, the translations and things that you've done, is there any part of your translation that's your favorite? I would say the poetry, Song of Songs, Proverbs, and Psalms, because of the Hebrew poetry and the Hebrew language is so, so beautiful and complex, simple but complex. And uh, I, I just see the divine poetry as, as like his love language for this generation. We're in a poetic, touchy-feely generation right now, and God has made us this way. He's created us with these emotions. So, yeah, my favorite would probably be the Song of Songs and the Book of Psalms. Yeah, that's mine, too. And, you know, it really is. There's a key to reach the millennials in all of this. And it's just something about that language that grips them, that language that says, you know, I love you. It's not thou shalt or don't do. It's the language of love. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, and can we really overdose on it? You know, Paul says against the fruit of the Spirit, there is no law or boundary. So we can't really love too much. It's impossible. I don't think God will rebuke us if we love too much. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So what are what are some of the new things we can expect then with your ministry and with the Passion Translation? Well, we're very excited to get the book of Revelation out here in just um, uh, a few days. We'll have the book of Revelation in the Passion Translation, and it will turn a lot of people upside down or inside out. I'm not sure which. Uh, Candace and I are so excited about being able to travel and minister Uh, We're going to be in a lot of different locations. Uh, They could go on our website and see our calendar where we're at. But, yeah, it's a thrill to meet people who have been changed by the Passion Translation, who are falling in love with Jesus because of a daily time in the Word of God. And uh, uh, as you know, it's life-giving when you're with other saints, other believers that share your passion. It's uh, it's a lot of fun for us. Keeps us young. Yeah. So— How can people stay in touch with you? Well, the best way would be to go on the passiontranslation.com website, and there is an opportunity for you to get a free download of the Gospel of John, an ebook, And also, you would uh, be signing up for a bi-weekly email that comes out that has one of the whispers, one of the prophetic words that I get from the Lord, and uh, also, also just has some encouragement. From the scriptures. Yeah. How about Facebook for social oh. media? Oh, yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash Passion Translation. Hit like and subscribe or whatever, and you'll be getting all of our, our posts. We post multiple times a day. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been looking forward to our time together, and I can see now why. I'm, I'm in, I've been in a puddle of tears. I've been in, you know, feeling of radiant joy all at once. And um, something's opening up right now, and I just want to encourage you, reach out, share, or if you you don't know about the Passion Translation and Brian and Candice's ministry, find out about it, get a hold of it, and they're coming out with the uh, entire Leatherbound Bible, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it would be just the Psalm, uh, just tell us about it. Well, it'll be uh, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Songs, and all of the New Testament in one one volume, eight different covers to choose from. 
it'll be coming out the end of October. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I have all the separate ones and, you know, I'm working my way through them when the Lord's speaking and everything. It's so much fun. And I just want to just have you pray over us and activate us one more time, Brian. Let's do it. Father, put your strong and mighty hand upon everyone listening and including my friend Doug. And let grace and glory take us into that fullness in Christ. And indeed, activate within our hearts the hearing ear, the seeing eye. You have made them both, Lord. And may you draw us ever closer, so intimate, even more intimate than we ever imagined we could be with you. I ask you to do it in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Love being with you, Doug. This is tremendous. Yeah, I love you so much. And uh, the, especially hearing the inside stories now, the things I've been experiencing through having heavenly encounters and your passion translation and finding out, wow, I can see why, because they are, they're just lining up. It was so much confirmation. I'm so excited. Wow. So good. So good to be with you, Doug. Yeah, love hope, you. To, hope to see you again. All right. See you soon. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.